today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Audu, head pastor, ICGC Yawa Temple, East Ligon. I'm still here, God of mercy, your hand of grace. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Matthew chapter number 14. Matthew chapter number 14. I'm reading from the verse number 22 to the verse number 33. That is the foundational scripture for my message. This is a story with Jesus and the disciples. After Jesus has fed the 5,000 and went on after that, he asked his disciples to leave to another side for other assignment as well. And this is what transpired when he asked them to go. He said, immediately Jesus bade his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. When Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Amen. Now, I'm preaching to you, those of you who are not here with me last week, I'm doing a continuation of a series I've started with the title, Be of Good Cheer. Be of Good Cheer. Jesus asked the disciples to go ahead of him to the other side. Having in full understanding that they are going to continue with their business at the other side. Because he has finished with one aspect of the business. Before now, John the Baptist has been beheaded by Herod. And then he also, after he had that trouble news, then he went ahead to meet with these people who were scattered and they needed help. After he has taught them and preached to them, they needed to eat, so he made sure he also fed them. And after finished feeding them, he says, look, let's go to the other side again, knowing very well about how Jesus would preach. He doesn't stay at one place for a longer time because he has a certain period to accomplish a purpose. So at every point in time, he takes time and values time. And he makes sure that he has a plan and program of activities that he follows through as far as his life is concerned. But every night, every time he will retreat, he will go and pray early in the morning. He does the same thing. And then during the day, he engages in his work. And then in the evening, he goes back, he retreats, prepare himself early in the morning. So he has a routine by which he works. And then he asks them, go to the other side. The disciples have this understanding that we are going to meet the boss at the other side. Either Jesus will come by another boat or whatever it is. It's the instruction from the boss. They took off as usual. But the scriptures I read 
tells us that whilst they were on the way, there was a boisterous wind. Out of nowhere, a wind started to blow. And the wind was so strong that it began to tell on the boat in which the disciples were sitting in. What it means is that they were almost about capsizing or they were having challenge of even moving forward or strolling to go ahead. But through that period, when they were anticipating of what to do and they did not know what to do, they saw Jesus walking on the water, coming to them. Peter, with all his boldness and confidence, as usual, everybody was contemplating that he was a ghost. And Jesus assured them that it is not a ghost, it is I. So be of good cheer. And when he said it, Peter said, oh, then if it is you, then ask me to also come because I want to also have this experience of yours by also walking on the water. So Jesus said, come. And when he gave him that invitation, lo and behold, Peter stepped on the water and for one reason or for some reason, the whole water was solidified and Peter began to walk on it. I believe Peter was enjoying the ride. So he forgot himself in the midst of enjoying the ride and then he thought he was the one walking actually on the sea. But forgetting that it was an somebody's invitation that is actually sustaining him. So when he thought to himself and think that, look, it is me, he began to sink. But he did the wisest thing by reaching out again, by recognizing that I am not at the point where I am by myself, but somebody gave me an opportunity. So if the one who gave me an opportunity is not sinking, then why don't I call on him to help me? So he called and said, Jesus, save me. And Jesus pulled him out and said, ye men of little faith. There are so many rich lessons we can learn out of this particular scripture I just read, I just summarized it is critical to understand that scriptures were not written just for you to read and gloss over. But it has or is pregnant with some virtues or virtues for you to take or some moral lessons or some kind of instructions to be able to guide you and to lead you in your way. That is why the Bible or the word of God becomes the masters of all books. Because it has the instruction to be able to guide you and make your, wise, your life prosperous and cause you to have wisdom. So God told Joshua that let this book of the law not depart from your mouth but meditate in it day and night in it you find your way prosperous and you have good success. So it is critical for us to understand that the word of the Lord it's important to instruct us it's a manual of instructions so pastor what lessons are there that I can pick it for myself to understand. One of the things you have to understand as I get, before I get to the critical issues is that life does not promise you an even ride. Life does not promise you an even ride. You will be mistaken to think that life will give you an even ride. So it's like everything will be normal from the day I was born to the day I will, I will die everything will be okay. Life, it's not like that. Light ha life, sorry, life has uncertainties. Life has uncertainties. There are things that are hidden from you and I that we don't know of. That we don't know of. So we, you can have your plan. The next thing you should understand is that 
You can have a plan, but that plan can be interrupted at any time. That plan can be interrupted at any time. So, it is important that in life, you should always have a backup plan. You should always have a backup plan. Because without a backup plan, you would crash easily. You will be discouraged easily. You will be frustrated easily. The third thing you have to understand is that because life is unpredictable, you need to be flexible with life. You need to be flexible with life. So you can start a journey from here to Accra, but something might happen on the way. The question is that what do you do to still get to your destination? It's critical. Your destination is more critical than when you started. So you have to learn the lesson of flexibility. The next thing you have to understand is that because life is unpredictable, you always have to have the end in mind. The end should always be your target. No matter what happens to you in the course of your journey, you have to make sure that you finish that journey. So you need determination. You need determination in life. Because you set yourself on a course and you have to make sure that the course you set yourself to achieve, you achieve it. But it will not come easily. It will also not come to fit in the same way you want it to be. It might be different from the way you set it to be. However, whichever way it turns out to be, it should not deviate from the end you have set to achieve. That is the ultimate mark. Pastor, why are you saying that? Yes, the storm, they encountered a storm in the middle, but they still got to the other side. They still got to the other side. The instructions let us go to the other side was conclusive. But in between it, there were challenges. The challenges did not make them to return and go back to the shore. But in the midst of the challenges, they still were able to find ways to navigate through it to the end. So you have to brace yourself in this life that things will not happen to you the way you want it, but that does not stop you from accomplishing your dream and your purposes. You don't back out. You have to strive to get to the end of what you have set yourself to achieve. So in this life, you need to be a warrior. Write it down. Cowards. Don't win the race of life. It takes the bold and the courageous to go through it because it is a jungle. I watched a documentary of a young guy. They were living in one of the thick forests, the rain forests. And they have to go to school. It's two families documentary. One family are Younger girls. The elderly one could be like around six years. And then they have like four. And then the little one is with the 
But whenever they are going to school, they have to use a canoe to cross the river to their school. And if you look at the canoe they have to use, the canoe itself is leaking. Water is coming through it. The other disadvantage is that they have to meander their way through this rainforest. And the rainforest is full of dangerous animals and reptiles and insects that are poisonous. But the end in mind is that these little girls have to still go to school. Their mother doesn't accompany them. Their father is not even present. And this is a true documentary of a true life that I watched. And these little girls will get up early in the morning, do whatever they have to do, sit in this canoe, and they will get it. By the time they get to where the, their canoe is, it's a distance they walk. When they get there, there's already water that has seeped into the canoe. So they have to, the first task is to fetch all the water out of the canoe. And then they set sail. So the other one have to be paddling whilst the younger one is fetching the water out until they get there. The other boy, he, he doesn't have a canoe. He has to walk through these bushes. And from the house when he starts, whilst he's going, you will see buffaloes and all kinds of wild animals coming. So he needs to hide. He has to learn the strategy to be strategic in terms of hiding and going forward. He will hide. When the animals move to a point before he will go, then at a certain point, the animals will cross his path. The original path that he knows to pass to shelter for him, they will block that path. And so he cannot go through because he can't risk his life. So he needs to find another route. And that route is also a very dangerous route. He is not wearing slippers. He's not wearing anything. There are incense, poisonous incense, like I'm saying, and all kinds of things. I mean, the, 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 the trees are intertwined. So you can imagine what he's sitting on. And you can hear the sound of the animals and everything. And this young guy will go through this, not once, but every day of his life for education. He's not complaining. But you and I are living in comfort, yet we have excuses of life. We have reasons why we cannot even serve God. We have reasons why we cannot even go to work. We have reasons why we cannot even come to church. Let me tell you something, and I keep on saying it. COVID is just to let us know that life is not normal. But if it is COVID that is carrying you and I, then get ready for what will be more scary than COVID. Hello. Because it will not change. Because this life is unpredictable. We buried a very healthy brother that I worked side by side with at Greater Works. Very energetic, very li having life. Woke up in the morning, very strong. Went for a walk with his puppy. Came back and just said he can't breathe well. That was all. He didn't die of COVID. But I just want you to know how life can be. I have bank account, you might have plans and everything, but it's interrupted. Does it mean life will not go on? Life will go on. Hello? Give me a wave. You need to be strong to face this life. Weaklings cannot survive life. Tell somebody a weakling cannot survive life. 
the accounts will say, Uti, we would say, when, when, when your, I don't know how to say it in, in, in English, your head sweet you, eh? <laughs> if you are like that type, you cannot face life. You see, those who are like that are petty. They are easily hurt. They have excuses for everything. Trust me, this life, if you are like that, you will die many times before you are through death. Because people will hurt you. Hello? You cannot be emotional to win the race of this life. You can't. Any plan you have in life will always be challenged. The dream you have, somebody had it. The plan you have, somebody had it. But what do you do with what you have? The word be of good cheer reassures us of God's faithfulness. In the midst of all the uncertainty and the challenge and the waves and the, all the troubles and the mixed feelings, God is still what? Faithful. Tell somebody God is still faithful. The faithfulness of God never ceases. God is still faithful. And he will still be there for us. In the face of hopelessness, in the face of uncertainty, God will still be faithful. So he said, be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. John 14, I have overcome the world. He said, in this world there will be tribulations. Which means there will be one problem or the other. But the only way to survive is to keep your eyes on me. So Bible says that Jesus is the altar and the finisher of our faith. He's the altar and the finisher. If you can't keep your eyes on him, you will fail. But consistently as you keep your eyes on him, you'll be hurt but you are still moving. You'll be broken but you are still moving. You'll be kicked, but you're still moving. You will fall down, but you're still rising up to move. You, things will not be well, but you still encourage yourself. You will get despair, but you still have to shake yourself out of the despair. You will still be disappointed, but you have to shake yourself out of the disappointment. Plans will not work the way you want to expect it to work, but you still have to get on and still get it done anyway, anyhow. Are you understand what I'm saying? And try every time to make sure that what you set your heart to do is what you are going for. But know and know that it will never be easy. So Pastor, what I say, I'm just trying to prepare your mind. If you are living in this life with the excuse, thinking that everything will be rosy, it's a lie. There is no resting and there is no stopping in this life. You bleed, but you still have to pretend you are not bleeding. You are hurt, but you still have to encourage yourself and feel you are not hurt. You are tired, but you cannot say, I am tired, so let me rest. You still have to hit the road and get it done as it's supposed to be done. There is no bread for the lazy as far as life is concerned. Be of good cheer. It also means to have rest in God, having a cheerful spirit, courage to be at peace. The scenarios we saw, we saw a boat. Is that not it? Can you give me the scriptures again? We saw a boat. So that I can do some quick analysis. We saw a boat. 
He said, Jesus immediately made his servant get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. There was a boat. The boat is a vessel. Is that not it? It's a vessel. Now, symbolically, the boat represents vessel. It represents uh, what do you call it? Structures. It represents systems. It represents organization. It represents institutions. So it can be the institution of your marriage. It can be the business you have. It can be whatever you have or your health or your governance systems or structures and everything. That is what a boat. It represents your career. It represents your dream. Because it is that which carries you to where you want to get to. Are, are you there with me? So that is your boat. And the boat was intact. So the boat could move. And the boat is the one that is carrying the people. You can have dreams as a person. But your dream can only be realized if you have the right structures in place. If you have the right organization, if you have the right systems, if everything is right, then you can achieve it. So the boat is critical for where you want to get to. It also can represent your resource. The boat is your resource. So you see people die with their dreams, not because they cannot fulfill it, but the truth is that they did not have the people that can help them to get there. Hello? You can have a wonderful, you can be a CEO, you can have a company, you have wonderful dreams, you have wonderful plans, and everything is in place. But the one you will hire will determine whether you get it or you cannot get it done. Your employees determine the success of the boat. It's very important. Or the otherwise. So the boat is the vessel. So go with me as I go on. Now he says, let us go to the other side. The other side is a place that is unknown. And in life, there are so many other sides of your life. There is the other side of your business. There is the other side of your marriage. There is the other side of your organization. There is the other side of your calling. There is the other side of your dream that you don't know of. And that is hidden from you and I. Tomorrow is the other side. We know of today. Even the next minute is the other side. We don't know of. And God in his own wisdom will never reveal the other side to you and I. But there is the other side. The other thing you saw is that it is not only the other side, but he said, Immediately got into the boat and said to them, send the multitude away. Let's move on to 23. He said, and when he sent the multitude, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. It teaches you also of a lifestyle. Of a lifestyle. He said, when Jesus sent them away, he went onto the mountain to do what? To pray. To pray. He didn't go to sleep. He went to pray. Because you see, you cannot overcome if you are not spiritually stable. Because this life is unpredictable, because this life has the other side that you and I don't have, because this life can spring surprises, there is always the need for you to be spiritually prepared. Remember, I did say physically prepared, spiritually prepared. Spiritual preparation prevents you from making multiple mistakes. Spiritual preparation saves you from trying to have try and error. Spiritual preparation relaxes you in the midst of the chaos and the conflict. 
Spiritual preparation, sorry, is the one that gives you the reassurance to hold on even when you don't see the other side. Spiritual preparation is that which gives you the confidence and the courage to endure when everybody is giving up. It takes spiritual preparation to give you hope. That is why the Bible says, and Abraham hoped against hope. Take note. He hoped against hope. How did he hope against hope? He hoped against hope because he had a spiritual insight. But not physical insight. Because physically his body and that of his wife Sarah were all out of place for the promise God gave them. Which is the child. Nothing biologically was pointing to the father it is possible. But because of his spiritual connection, the relationship, he was able to still have confidence and do not waver at the promise, but stayed in there and hung down until the fulfillment of that promise. Jesus said, go to the other side. He didn't say, go to the other side, I want to sleep. He said, go to the other side and began praying. Tell somebody, he began praying. Tell that person, he began praying. If he has stopped praying, then what it means is that he couldn't have saved the situation. You cannot save the situation of your life if you do not set yourself to have a relationship with God. Under COVID, under whatever challenge, the economic turmoil and the stress and everything, there are people who lost their jobs. There are others who kept their jobs. There are people who died. There are people who lived. Hello? There are so many things that was happening. There were others who lost their faith. There are others whose faith were rather more deepened. How did they do it? It is based on your personal relationship. When the pastor was not standing before you and preaching a message to you, when you cannot have anyone to give you a daily devotion or anything, how did you survive? So this work to be able to sustain ourselves to the other side cannot be achieved until we understand to build a relationship with our creator. Jesus went up to the mountain to pray. Tell somebody he went up to pray. Tell a person he went up to pray. He didn't go up to sleep. He didn't go to sleep. You don't dispatch, you don't have a dream and go to sleep. You have the dream, but you have to stay on the dream in prayer. Because you cannot tell what will happen to your plan tomorrow. You have plan. He said that what? The horse is prepared for battle, but victory comes from the Lord. You have planned. Tomorrow I'll be in Kumasi. I'm going to have this meeting. I'm going to do this. I plan A, B, C, D, Z, Y. I put it in place. Perfect plan. And then you go and sleep. <sighs> at 4 a.m., when you wake up and look at your phone, he said, we are sorry the meeting has been postponed. Nothing can happen, so you have to. Up to today, you are waiting for the meeting. It's not coming on. Or you set off. You went to sleep. You set off. You are going on the way. Tie best. Or you go to the airport. There was a problem with the flight. So that day, no matter what you did, the only flight that goes, the flight was cancelled. You are going to the other side. The interview, the job, 
They've called you for the interview. Everything is scheduled. Everything looks nice. You are excited. You are already celebrating because you know that I am going for this interview. The time comes. And then you receive another text. The interview has been canceled. Up to today, you are waiting for it. It's not coming. You have the plan. You know that everything is of your body is okay. You are going to see the doctor for a test. You get in there and something out of the blue, boom, hits you. It disorganizes you. Am I making sense here to somebody? You have all the plans for your marriage. You didn't pray. Then something came and hit it. There will always be a storm. Tell somebody there will always be a storm. And the truth is that the storm will never come early. It always appears in the middle. In the middle of the journey, he says, now the boat, the boat was in the middle of the sea, tossed by waves for the wind was contrary. The wind was contrary. In other words, everything was out of place. Out of place. The way we planned it, every plan we had, every strategy we put in place has been taken off course. Because why? The disciples did not pray. I didn't hear Bible saying that when Jesus asked them to go to the other side, they were praying. Because if they were, it should have been recorded. But they were not praying. Is that not it? Yes. They were going as normal. Let me tell you something. Life is not normal. So don't walk in through this life with a normal mind. Tell someone, don't walk normal. No, no, tell the person, don't walk normal. Life is abnormal. So there's nothing like, do you know what we are wearing? It's not, it, it is life itself is abnormal. So for you to survive in life, you have to be abnormal to survive life. Normal people does not survive this life. They didn't pray. And a lot of us, we don't wait on God to build our capacity. We don't have spiritual reserves. We don't have spiritual depthness. We don't have spiritual strength. We don't have spiritual muscles. So in the middle, when the storms hit us, we despair. When the wind becomes contrary, we despair. But whether we like it or not, the wind will be contrary. The storms will blow. Hello? Give me a wave. At least that one you can do it. There will be a wind. How many of you expected that you will enter into a season like this? Nobody. But it is here. So because if it is here, life should not go on. Oh no, life should not go on. Life still have to go on. As far as there is day and there is night, we have to. The boat, the other thing you find that the boat was tossed by the waves. The wind was contrary. The wind was not normal, it was contrary. Life will be faced with winds. But the good thing that I have here, the reason why I said the message is be of good cheer is that. 
in the midst of all the chaos, Jesus was walking on the sea. Why is it that he overcame the storm and overcame the contrary wind? Is it because it's Jesus? No. It's because he had a principle of living. And that principle is what I read earlier on. He went up, not down, by himself onto the mountain and prayed. A man of prayer, a woman of prayer is not afraid of the adversities of life. Can I say it again? A man of prayer, a woman of prayer is not afraid of the adversities of life. Life might not present to him or her what he or she expects, but because he knows how to pray and can engage his God in fellowship. I'm not talking about emergency prayer. Where I only wait when there is trouble before I go pray. But where prayer is my lifestyle. Where prayer is what I eat. Where prayer is what I drink. Where prayer is what I walk with. Where prayer is what I live with. I am not talking about emotional prayer. I am talking about purposeful prayer. Prayer that shows me that I have a relationship with my father. Not coming to my father in doubt, but having a conversation with my father. Pouring my fears to my father. Pouring my victories to my father. Crying before my father. Where I cannot hide my nakedness from my father. But I am so plain to my father. That my father knows that this is my challenge. And when he says I want to fix it. I am flexible enough to allow my father in heaven to fix that problem. And I am not in contentions with him. Over the field of my marriage. Over the field of my business. Over the field of my children. Over the field of my resources over the field of my career over the field of my vessels I allow him to have predominance over those areas that as much as he is concerned he is the tabernacle in which I dwell and that is the only way by which I get protected and insulated from all these challenges of this world if I don't have it, I will get discouraged. If I don't have it, I will give up. Because my natural strength cannot carry me through this uncertain life. My natural inclination, my natural ability, my natural wisdom can never carry me through. Let me tell you something. There is a sickness that kills others and the same people, another person who have that sickness and is still living and is not dead. Listen, do you, come, let me show you something. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 39. Am I praying to somebody? Let me take it from 38. Now, Hebrews 11 talks about the hall of, hall of faith. Is that right? Where everybody that walk with God, from the Old Testament, wherever, that's live by faith was recorded from Abraham to Noah to everybody to those that even dead and were cut asunder and everything but they all walked through it with a setting their faith and faith is the substance of the things you hope for Hebrews 11 is the one who actually break down what faith is all about to us are you there with me it made us to understand 
what faith really is and those that qualify to really be in that hall of fame of faith. But look at what he said. He said, of whom the world was not worthy, they wandered in desert and mountains, talking about people, in dens and in caves of the earth. And all this, and all this, talking about all those that have survived, and all this, having obtained a good testimony, and where did he say they obtained what? A good testimony through what? Through what? Through what? Faith. They obtain a good testimony through faith. And give me a wave once again. Are we not enjoined to have faith? But is the faith void? No. The faith is a substance. Which means that the, saved, the faith we have is actually dependent upon something. Is that not it? It is dependent upon something. So once we have that thing in mind, we hope towards it. Hope is not empty. Hope has something to... Are, are, you, are you understanding me? So it says that they have what? They receive the promise. They receive a good testimony through what? Faith. And did not receive the promise. I preach it to somebody. Tell somebody, be of good cheer. <laughs> they receive what? A good, they obtain what? A good testimony through what? Faith. Powerful faith. Did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Now, what is the promise? The promise was Jesus Christ. All of them, from Adam to everything, they were all hoping that they will behold this new dispensation of salvation. But all of them, though they were mentioned by faith, and they had the faith, they could cut, they cut them asunder, they went through all these things, the promise that they were hoping for, they did not receive it, and they died. Somebody say, well, Pastor, where are you leading me to? So is it possible that yes, you have faith, but there are some promises you expect in that will never come? I'm not saying an amen. Because you see, the understanding we have by working with God is that once I am hoping for it, it, should, it will come. But there are things you hope for. That is your children that will come and receive it. We as the children of Abraham, we now receive the promise of Christ. Is that not it? But the fathers had a testimony of great faith, but they could not obtain that promise. But we the children were not part with them, but we have now obtained the promise. And the obtaining of our promise is through grace and you know, not by works, but they have to prove their own through works to get it. When you have a relationship with your creator, he makes things to work in your ways. And that should encourage you to let you know that you are not alone. Bible says that in the middle of the night, they thought they were alone. But they saw Jesus walking to them. I came to announce to somebody this morning, be of good cheer, child of God. You are not alone in this journey. 
Ah, that journey you are embarking on, the journey of your life, the journey of your marriage, the journey of your business, the journey of your health, the journey of your relationship, the journey of the things you are embarking on, you are not alone. There is Christ with you. And in the midst of the storm, he will always appear. So he said, be of good cheer. In other words, I am faithful still to the call. I am faithful still to the end. It does not matter what you are going through. I am still there with you and you will never fail. And I will not fail you. No wonder Peter said, Lord, if it is you, come to me. Don't walk through this life. In conclusion, don't walk through this life thinking you are alive today by yourself. Thinking you have survived today by yourself. That is why I ask you to get a Thanksgiving offering. Because we can easily get presumptuous. There are people, I remember I was chatting with someone that said, there are people who have lost their jobs. But you are keeping your job. It is not because you are the smartest guy at the workplace. It is a grace that has kept you. There are people who didn't get anything to eat. But trust me, you, before you went to bed, you ate. The, the, the documentary I shared with you, you are not in that place. It's not because they are not also of God. They are also children of God. But you are not sleeping in that place. It is some grace that has saved you. Am I talking to somebody? We have to learn to be grateful and not to be ungrateful. Peter said, save me God. In other words, I have forgotten who asked me to walk on the water. I have forgotten who is making me walk through COVID-19 with all the challenges and I am immune and I am protected. I have forgotten who helped me when everybody left me. I have forgotten who was there for me when everything was against me. I have forgotten who was there to lift me up when I am dying. I have forgotten the church who was there, my friend who was there, my father who was there, my brother who was there. I have forgotten. But now I remember my faults. Oh Lord, forgive me. Because I believe in the lies of men. But now I know. Be of good cheer. This is the hour and the moment that you and I have to be grateful to God and not slack in serving him or coming before his presence. God bless you. Rise up on your feet. Thank you for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yawa Temple, East Lagon. We know you've been blessed by God's Word. For more practical teachings from Rev. Ismaila Awudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlagon.com or email yawatempleicgc at gmail.com. Do contact us on 57 or 057-22-60434. Worship with us on Sundays, Maximum Life Service, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tuesdays, Masterclass Service, 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Fridays, Breakthrough Service, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. 
connect with us on Facebook, YouTube or Twitter. Oh.